Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I am Melinda. And we are a travel podcast for people who are interested in such things. Or for listening to such things. I assume if you listen to them, you're also interested in them. Unless we do some, like, Bob Ross ASMR thing to you, in which case, meh, keep listening. Listen to all our happy little podcasts where there are no mistakes, just learning opportunities. But also sometimes mistakes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's us we're talking about. Episode one, we warned you that stupid things were going to happen. And This is true. I don't think we've disappointed. Nope. <sighs> there will be none of that today. So sleepy. So what's your cocktail this week? Ooh, okay. So I found the Patagonia Cerveza. It's beer. Um, <laughs> yes, that is what Cerveza means. Well, I mean, I feel like they're trying to be fancy by saying that they're a Cerveza instead of just a beer. But um, it's actually pretty good. I already started drinking it. But a neat thing is this with them is that they have a partnership with the National Forest Foundations. So for every case that's bought, they'll plant a tree. You just dropped out. I just told everybody how for every case that's sold, they'll plant a tree because they're in partnership with the National Forest Foundation. Oh, beer trees. Yeah, this is this is a beer I can get behind. It's good and it helps plant trees. I'm into that. What's your cocktail? My cocktail is 40 ounces of water. It's a really boring version of Edward 40 hands. <laughs> I don't see it duct taped to your hands. I don't think you're doing this right. I got myself a very, very large swell bottle for at home because I get really thirsty all night and a single 17 ounce bottle is not enough. I wake up in the middle of the night and it's empty and I get sad. So now I have a gigantic water bottle and it is always full. Yeah, if it's not at least 32 ounces for a water bottle, I don't want it. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is that the first time I used it, I was so excited, but I had taken a sleeping pill, like a Tylenol PM because I had a bad headache and couldn't sleep. And it's really heavy when it's full. Uh, When you're half asleep and kind of like in that limbo space mentally it's really hard to control and i ended up just pouring half of it down my front but don't worry i got it down now i was gonna say why are you blaming it on the tylenol pm this is just you being you (laughs) whatever hush because it's true but yeah gigantic water bottle very handy drink water stay hydrated oh chug 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 it's not an exciting cocktail but i am very glad to have this bottle now water is so far away do you know how many steps it takes me to get to a sink in my tiny apartment (laughs) i don't want to hear your excuses so do you have an update this week well i didn't have to go to jury duty this week next week i'll have to call in and see if i have to go the next day but it's kind of been nice because i have to have an extra day off since i'm a full 40 every week for work i still get paid sweet yeah it's kind of nice it's it's a good mental break from work (laughs) those are important how about you do you have any updates uh i also had today off because they were supposed to come check the smoke detector in my apartment they legally have to do it once a year and they canceled the first appointment because someone was sick they i missed the second appointment because i completely forgot about it the third appointment was today but instead of being home for that i took my cat to the vet i had an appointment for her next week or another appointment it's a whole to do but she woke up this morning was in a lot of pain so i rushed her to the vet and partway there i went i think i have a smoke detector appointment to do nope i missed it so the next appointment i have to pay for myself oops how much are those but i think it's like 50 bucks ouch which but the cat is way more important exactly the alternative was that the cat be in pain longer because the vet only does open hours from 9 to 11 so i if i didn't go today she wouldn't be seen until tomorrow and that just wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna fly yes and we all are sending good thoughts good vibrations to birdie the cat poor thing she has a couple bad teeth one in particular that's very very bad and they need to take it out as soon as possible. But right now, she is heavily medicated, and she doesn't realize she should be in pain. So that's good. Plus, she got herself a fancy little haircut today. I took her in. They had to do a blood test, so they shaved her ankle. That's not a fancy haircut. <laughs> Look, it's all how you frame it. It's like when a little kid falls down and you go, oh, you're okay. Because if they hear you're okay, they think, ah, I'm okay. 
okay. I don't have to cry. <laughs> I think I'm fine. So yeah, she it's, it's a little touch and go right now, but I'm trying to have some hope. She's a little old lady. And when this is all over, she'll be kind of a granny without teeth. But granny without teeth is better than whatever the alternative is. A very sleepy kitty, like a long nap. I don't know if that's what we'd call it. The forever nap. That's how you frame it to little kids, right? It's like, well, you know. I'm pretty sure they don't recommend that. I don't know. That leads to some serious childhood confusion. That's true. You should probably be open and honest and tell them what actually happened. Because that's how you get a kid out of viewing, going up to the casket and shaking grandma and asking her to wake up. Okay, like side tangent, open casket funerals are kind of just awful i think no matter what age probably but if you think grandma's just sleeping i don't know it was very uncomfortable and i didn't really like it and i i don't know it just makes things worse i to be honest anytime we had a funeral in the family that had an open casket i was not allowed in the room so i don't really know but i imagine it is not pleasant it's just uncomfortable it's i mean you know they've done a very good job at what they do it's just it's uncomfortable I don't like it. Plus, from what I hear from people who have been to funerals with open caskets, like the makeup and the restoration and all of that that they do, it's a little uncanny because it's not how the person would have done their own makeup or... Well, yeah. I, I didn't or get whatever. that close because I did not like it. It was uncomfortable. Um... I mean, funerals are already uncomfortable as is, and that just, that was just like the uncomfortable little cherry on top, and it's like, I don't need to go close. I, yeah, Yeah. don't like it. Don't like it. Not for me. No. Close that shit up. (laughs) But nice, tight lid. Nobody can pry it open. (laughs) Plus, when, whenever I go, my plan is to do something that does not involve burial because that i don't like the idea of that Mm -mm. i do that composting thing that's now legal in seattle that seems good and then you can become a tree exactly yeah that sounds a lot cooler because then like gather around the sarah tree it's not as nice (laughs) as the giving tree if it feels productive it does like well, it seems like it's a little bit better for the environment, too, than, Question like, mark? traditional burial or cremation. I don't know. I feel like this could be, like, a whole nother podcast, and it's not actually <laughs> ours. No. But anyway, uh, yeah, so this week has kind of been a little shitty due to the cat situation, but we'll get through this. I'm a little bit white-knuckling it. It's a little bit a lot to process, but, yeah, she'll be better. I can't wait to see, like, her, like, toothless photos. <laughs> With her tongue hanging out. Oh my gosh, like little bub. Okay. Anyway, do you have a news story for us this week? I do. And I feel like this is maybe something we've touched on. I'm not entirely sure. But um, depending on where you are, we all know that there's like different places, different cultures do vacations differently. Like Sarah, you get a bunch more vacation just right off the bat right with your employment in germany mm-hmm. minimum 25 days days not including national holidays you just started here's 25 days of vacation right yep uh most american companies i feel like you have to earn it so the more years you put in the more you get and you know it takes a good while to build it up but found a sweet article that made me a little sad it's new study shows americans aren't using their time off to go on vacation short and simple Do right it. yeah go no, on vacation I'm a people big advocate of people are like oh my god I have like five weeks of vacation I've never used it and I'm like what is wrong with you <laughs> but no um a new study that was conducted by a team for us.jetcoast.com discovered how many Americans are taking advantage of their time off to go on vacation so this article is a little sad um they surveyed over 4,000 Americans over the age of 18 all were fully well, full-time employed and they were questioned about their vacation use so they found that a lot of people in their work environments it can be very challenging it can be stressful and just because you're taking vacation doesn't mean you have to go far or do anything the important thing is just not to be doing your work recharge yeah step away from it it's going to be fine um the team found that just two-fifths of americans are using their time off of work to go on vacation 51 percent of americans did not use up their allotted vacation last year and 16 percent of americans take time off of work to do more work gross do not do that do not take off time from work to do work that's not the point unless it's like a passion project that you 
personally get feel rewarded by if that's something that recharges you because you're diving into something creative and creative and an outlet of some sort that's yeah but that's like a a side hustle work and not like your regular 40 hour work week employment right yeah that's what i'm saying it's work but like if it's something that really really appeals to you then yeah if that's something that brings you fulfillment do that that's fine yeah but don't take work home no and those 51 percent of participants that did not use up their allotted vacation time only 47 believed that they would use up all of it the following year which makes me kind of want to be like liar liars because you didn't use it up last time. <laughs> mm-hmm. When the contributors were questioned why they wouldn't use all their vacation days, um, 31% said they had too much work to complete. 26% said I had nothing to do with the time off. And 19% said that they wanted the day back as pay. I so- mean, situationally, getting that payback is not terrible. If you need money, I mean, maybe you have some reason for that. This should be paid vacations we're talking about, right? Well, they'll pay you out for a day of pay. Yeah. Well, mine won't pay you out for vacation unless you quit. So you're better off using it because it only rolls over once. So everything, all my vacation time from last year will roll into this year. But if I don't use it, it won't roll over again into 2021. But Mm -hmm. the first vacation days I do use will come from the previous year. So if you kind of do it right and maybe leave yourself a few days or a week, then you can extend how much vacation you have. But like not using it is insane. Yeah, and at my last job it was not a union job and even though this is not technically legal when I started I started as a salaried employee and so I got 10 days no matter what if I wanted to take those 10 days super early in my job like I've only been there a few months as long as they approved it I could there was no building up to it but there was no payout when I left there was no like oops I didn't take a day this year so it rolls over to next year none of that 10 days use it or lose it and when you're gone it doesn't matter if you've taken Sucks one day or 10 days yeah it's gone tough shit which is crazy that so many Americans don't use their vacation time but 68% of them believe that they should be Ill- they should be legally entitled to more paid vacation days well they should <laughs> <laughs> they should. Honestly, they should. But you should also be taking them. And then when asked what they do on their vacation time, 41 of the respondents said that they go on vacation. 19% of them travel abroad. Uh, 20% of them use them to take off time for running errands. 11% take time off for medical reasons. And 16% of Americans admit to taking time off of work to catch up on work. Yikes. Yeah. You guys, take your vacation days. You don't have to go far. You don't have to do anything except hang out at home, catch up on your favorite TVs, do some chores if you want. But that being said, travel is more accessible than many people think. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be like going to the beach. I mean, granted, if you live in the middle of the country, going to the beach might be slightly challenging. But travel a town away, see something new. It doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah, which a lot, like only 31% of the contributors claim to have searched for destinations, flights, hotels, resorts, but only 10% have booked them. The The rest are just daydreaming, like browsing. Breaks my heart, you guys. This is something that shocks my coworkers from other countries. Like I told them once, yeah, I booked a trip for 10 business days, but I got sick, took a day off, and then I had to reschedule my flights. So it was only nine days. And that just blew their minds that one vacation could be impacted by being sick. I mean, besides the obvious getting sick on vacation. And that it would be only 10 days because I know so many of my coworkers are like, vacation is three weeks. Like that's the minimum. A good trip is four or five weeks. That would be amazing yeah like getting two weeks off together is sometimes a bit of a struggle especially during the summer when a lot of people want to be on vacation and you know there's only so many people at your job but it's just it's nuts i try and use a lot of my vacation it's fine they're gonna be okay it might suck while i'm gone but they're going to be okay and it's not your responsibility if it sucks while you're gone it's your supervisor's fault for not planning ahead no no full on company it's the overlords it's the ones way above us yeah that that's a whole other thing but no it's it's you know you give instructions to people hey while i'm gone can you make sure at least this this and this is done and anything else well bye bitches i'm in the future don't call me yeah and if you're a company that uses if you have like slack while you're on vacation take slack off of your phone just 
get rid of it because you are not responsible. You are on vacation. You are off the clock. If they really need you, they know how to call you, but you don't need to be getting hundreds of Slack notifications. Yeah. It's one of those, like, if there's something interesting going on, like some sort of drama, I want to hear about it just because it's entertaining. But if you need, like, a a question answered or something, like, pretty quickly, I'm not going to be that person just because of the time difference or because I'm somewhere else. Like, if you really, really need me, then try it. But I make no promises. Yeah. Well, and so recently on Twitter, there was this thing going around about Americans who come to work jobs in Europe and how they get very, very frustrated with the salaries because salaries in Europe are on the whole much lower than they are in the US, mostly because cost of living is much lower, but also because students transition into the workforce without a ton of debt so they don't have massive bills to pay off i think there's also a lot of american greed specific yeah that too but um i thought about it recently i was like i get as many vacation days as i want but typically i take about 30 which means the salary i get is not really split over 12 months it's split over 11 and that number looks a whole lot better split over 11 than it does over 12 yeah plus also insurance is good so i'll take that too. Actually, I have pretty good health insurance with my company. Yeah, I did not. I had horrible insurance in the US. Yeah, but it took me a long point to where I now get four weeks of vacation. Mm -hmm. But I've been with my company for over a decade. Yeah, well, and at my last job, after after over six years, I still had 10 days. And if I wanted 11, I got laughed out of the room. Like, (laughs) no, you get 10 days, period, done, get out of here. And that's garbage. Like, honestly, that's just pure garbage. Especially since I was working what was essentially seasonal labor. I'd transfer from project to project. So there's no real reason why they couldn't say, okay, between these two projects, you can have some time off. This is your time to go. Exactly. But yeah, if you have vacation, especially you Americans, just use it. Use it and don't do more work with it. Do whatever you want. This is your time to figure out watercolor painting or nature photography or I don't know. Follow that Bob Ross tutorial. Okay, I totally want to paint along with Bob Ross one time. (laughs) Just saying. But no, please please, please, please use your vacation because if it's a use it or lose it thing, why are you giving them money to not be away? Yeah, think of it as part of your salary. You are owed this. They must pay you to do nothing. So let them pay you to do nothing at the minimum. And if you can do more than that, travel because it's a good way to recharge and kind of step outside your norm. It's a good investment in you mm-hmm. in the future, but just take your adv- your vacations. Don't do anything. Just take them. Get that break away from them. That is your uh, PSA and your news story for today. So if you are wondering, okay, I've got these vacation days. I can't go maybe super far or at the very least, I don't want to fly. Maybe you don't have a passport. Maybe for whatever reason, you don't want to be so inaccessible as to be abroad somewhere. And maybe road tripping is for you. Sarah, are you interested in road trips? Uh, Insofar as it's a means of conveyance where I don't have to drive and I get somewhere. Yeah, I'm I'm into road trips. AKA she's interested in being the co-pilot, but don't ask her anything because she can't see the signs and she might get motion Correct. sickness trying to read a map. <laughs> I am the worst co-pilot. You kinda, kinda. I mean, you're good for some things, not all the things. So uh, as you may have gathered, I do not drive. We've talked about that a few times. Melinda does in fact drive. And therefore on the one occasion that we road trip somewhere together, she was forced to drive. And in fact- One occasion? San Francisco go to LA? I'm counting going to the amusement parks because that was a bit of a a drive too. That's like driving from Seattle to Tacoma. That's not a road trip. No, it was longer. That's just driving somewhere. Yeah, what are your road trip advice? My road trip advice is make sure that whoever's driving is someone you trust to drive. I don't know. I'd I have no road trip advice because all I do is get comfortable and immediately fall asleep. So this one is all on you, buddy. You're the expert. So one of the most important things that you should probably do is actually make sure that your car is going to make that trip there and back again. A hobbit's tail. Or whatever you call your car. (laughs) Um, Make sure, especially if you kind of have an older car or it's been a moment since it's got service, take it in somewhere and, you know, get an oil check or your oil done 
done, your tire pressure check, like everything to make sure that your car is actually capable of going on this adventure with you. Because breaking down in the middle of nowhere doesn't sound fun. No, it does not. No. Because if you're lucky, it's going to smell like cow poop and you're going to have zero reception. Is that what we're calling lucky when it smells like cow poop? Like Sarah lucky, yeah. (laughs) So uh, make sure your car is up to the challenge. And if you want that extra security or anything like that ease of mind, I highly recommend getting AAA or something similar to it, which I don't know what it would be, but uh, AAA has definitely saved my butt a few times with uh, coming to where I was stuck because my battery died and I couldn't leave a parking lot. (laughs) They've come and changed out a battery in my sister's car on Christmas Day because it wouldn't start, which was pretty freaking awesome. Um, They can, they'll tow you if they need to X amount of miles before you get charged. It's just really good services. They're really nice when you have to call them. And it's just good to have that someone that you can call and be like, hey, I have car problems. Come help me, please. I don't know what I'm doing. Fun fact, AAA works even if you're just the passenger. It does. So if magically Sarah got a license and started driving and we were on a road trip and her car broke down because I'm with her as a passenger with AAA, I can call and get her car whatever we need. Yeah, I actually had AAA my senior year of high school through my senior year of college because my parents were concerned that all of my friends had shitty cars. Oh, that's sweet of them. And in fact, when I was in college, we were coming back from the mall to our dorm room and my friend's car broke down in the middle of nowhere. And so I called AAA and we got her towed. Yeah, highly recommend. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. It's just like travel insurance. Yeah, it's basically just extra insurance. Yes, but it only works in the US, I believe. I don't think they'll be able to do shit for me if I'm out of country. Probably not. Hello, do you come to uh, the Swiss Alps? I've seemed to have broken down. <laughs> but every country has their own similar program. Yes. So if you're in Canada, I think it's CAA? I don't know, but you probably already know what it is. You may or may not have it, but you should look get into it. it because it's probably pretty handy. Or talk your parents into buying it because uh, thanks mom for paying for it for like a good chunk of my life as a beginning driver. <laughs> I now pay for it, but it's totally come in handy. They're great. I love it. And then um, they have a bunch of other services that I don't think people actually take advantage of. One of the cool things that you could do is you can go to a AAA office and they'll make you like a road trip guide. So if you tell them, okay, I'm going to start here and I'm going to stop here and here before I get to this is my final destination. They'll make you a map printout that has directions. It has rest stops. It has gas stations I think along the ways too to like help get you there safely Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean they can do multiple stops they can go like straight there if you want and they'll make you a return or you can just kind of work your way backwards and it was in color pictures it had up-to-date information too probably one of the coolest things they'll also do passport pictures for you uh for a fairly reasonable price i think you can book vacations with them too so a Mm -hmm. lot more than just car stuff or car trouble stuff so definitely worth it over christmas when well before christmas my mom wanted to take us on that trip to hawaii she went into AAA and they just helped her book the whole entire thing. So if you're booking something for a large group of people, that can be really challenging to negotiate online. Because AAA can get you discounts with certain places. They can get you discounts at like certain like attractions too. I always forget about um, that. The issue we had is that we, my mom could not find a plane with enough seats in first class. She wanted to do first class as a treat uh, for all seven of us. And so she went into AAA and was like, look, this is what I want. Please find me something that still has seven seat together. And uh, yeah, they figured it all out for her. Great people. I like it. It's totally worth the money. Beer burp. Um... When you are trying to plot out your road trip, uh, think of places that you'd be going through and potential cool places that you want to stop along the way. Whether it's food, it's a cheesy roadside world largest attraction, or I don't know, like an amusement park or something you want to go to. Some historical building you want to see, just check out, I don't know, there's a lot of like cool websites. You can go to Pinterest, probably like Weird US. Atlas Obscura. Yeah, just find things that you could stop stop at along the way because 
Making stops is good. You need to stretch your legs. It's kind of like being on a plane. You need to move around a little bit. It won't be as devastating as like not moving on a plane. Sarah, <laughs> look. But you need to stretch your legs. <laughs> it's good for you. And it helps keep you awake. You know, falling asleep at the wheel is not cool. What? Since when? So make sure you have a really good playlist. Maybe something you can listen to offline so you're not eating up a lot of data. Fish out that old iPad pod and listen to those sweet jams you got going on on there i think you might be the only person who still has a functioning ipod yeah the only downside is is that if you have your phone plugged in charging and running you're using your battery fortunately you're driving a long time so you're that car battery is staying charged to help support car function and your like external device but you know be smart yeah or you could just use a straight aux cable which isn't going to charge anything assuming your car has that functionality it's still a bit of drain on your battery but you're driving a whole lot so it's you know keeping things going still oh i thought of one more thing to add to the AAA part when you go to get your maps they can also tell you which routes are going to be safe in the time that you're traveling for instance if you're trying to cross a mountain in the winter they're gonna say hey you know what this pass closes sometimes so keep that in mind so if you don't go to AAA, do that research yes definitely check out weather reports and make sure your car is up for the weather specific challenges and the nice thing about modern day road trips is that you have a lot better music options to listen to instead of those same eight um cassette tapes (laughs) (laughs) or bringing like the giant binder of mix cds that you've burned over the years i have three of those and they're all still in my mom's truck and you know what they're all still very magical and will bring you back to a certain time in your life so don't knock on it (laughs) but once you get bored with listening to mama mia for the 20th time Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> uh, the nice thing is, is you have a bunch of podcast options to listen to. Which is mentally engaging a little bit more than listening to the same CD over and over again. So it might help with drowsiness just a tiny bit. Yes. I can't listen to one band. I need something that's on a mix. I need something that I can uh, sing along to. I have deemed myself the I-5 car karaoke champ for all the road trips I've made <laughs> up and down I-5. Because it's something that's engaging aging for me while I'm monotonously driving straight south or north depending on which way home or back um but yeah so many so many podcast options too so mixed up bring something that's going to be engaging for your brain yeah maybe not a podcast with someone who talks like this the whole time and tells spooky stories because that will put you to sleep yes maybe don't listen to all the true crime ones because driving by yourself might creep you out if it's dark no offense i love them dearly but if you're someone that's going to get jumpy on your own and you're driving or if your co-pilot's fallen asleep and it's just you, maybe change something lighter in the meantime. Like, how about a fun travel podcast? Wink. Ah, 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 um. (laughs) I like that we're plugging our podcast within our own podcast when presumably people listening already know who we are. It's like podcast inception right now. Just go with it. Podcast inception would be if we broke out into a second weirder podcast in the middle of this one. Isn't that all the side tangents? (laughs) Shh. That's what we need to call them is our tangents aren't tangents. They're just mini podcasts. Ooh, I love it. I like that uh, Sarah's point is something about roadside stops. I mean, these are all technically your points. You just didn't edit them. (laughs) Yes. No, I just left that in there because I thought it was funny. Um, And I changed it. Well, I'm going to put two together. Uh, Roadside stops are there for a reason. They're there for you to go potty, to stretch your legs, to get a snack from the vending machine. Coffee. Yeah, sometimes they offer free coffee. I have yet to find one that was open. Fun. Um, But they're also good if you need a nap because sleepiness does happen. If it's just you driving, like a lot of my trips have, you're going to get sleepy in the afternoon, maybe. And you're going to need a nap because driving drowsy is very, very dangerous. So once you start feel like you're getting kind of sleepy, find you the next road stop. What I would do is I would crack my windows enough so I can still get airflow, especially in the afternoon. I would park near as close to the buildings as I could. So then there's people around and you're not kind of isolated by yourself. And I would make sure my doors are locked and I would just have everything off, move certain electronics and whatnot out of sight so it wasn't 
attempting if you looked in because my windows aren't tinted and I would just nap in the sun till it was too hot or too stuffy in the car. I would take a quick nap. I wouldn't set a timer or anything because I didn't want to, I didn't want to limit myself if whatever my body needs, that's what I'm going to do. No rush, but just, I just wouldn't perk somewhere isolated by yourself because no one's going to know if something's going on that shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So if you're up close by the building, there's usually people that are going in and out. Most time it's older couples, older adults. So in theory, if they're like your grandparents age, you should be okay, but it's still good to be vigilant. So don't have headphones in or anything like that. Make sure you can hear outside noises. And don't do what my mom does on road trips to keep herself awake. She doesn't, when she says she really needs to nap, she will nap. But otherwise, she advocates for what she calls the wasabi method. Oh, good lord. Uh-huh. Before she leaves on road trips, she b- buys some wasabi and then periodically just eats a little bit to wake herself up. And everyone keeps telling her that is bad. It is. I mean, road stop naps may not be the most ideal, but I haven't had a problem doing it. And I just, again, I make sure I'm somewhere visible and where it's where most of the people are parking. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I made you walk a little bit further so you could just run and pee and go back. But I want to make sure that I'm going to be okay and be safe. Yeah, particularly if it's not you know, sometimes you, you're going to have to stop at night. If it's night, park under a light. If it's, you know, just do the logical steps, like think it through what makes me most visible without being isolated. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is that we all have these handy dandy cell phones. So you can tell people there usually is a sign or something or a name or an exit number and you can tell them, hey, I'm at this road stop at this exit or in this place, you know, maybe get out and check out the map thing with the UR here pin so you can tell someone hey i'm gonna be here i'm going to take a quick nap you know if it's been a while and you haven't heard anything from me maybe give me a call give me a text check in on me yeah and it can be as simple as sharing with your location if you can't find signage that makes it super clear because sometimes there'll be one on both sides of the road in either direction or something like that just send your location off to someone be like hey i'm taking a nap here i am and if you pull up to one and it's not well lit it doesn't make you feel comfortable maybe move on to the next one the nice thing is they're usually spaced nicely so you're not super desperate just use good judgment maybe you need to go find a walmart parking lot somewhere exactly i was just about to say if the rest stop sucks parking lots tend to be pretty well lit just get parked near the store rather than on the outskirts Worst case scenario, someone's going to knock on your window and tell you you need to go. And that'll give you a nice adrenaline bump to get to the next rest stop. (laughs) Yes. Um, Just take naps if you need it. Go to rest stops to walk around. Maybe refill a water bottle at a fountain. Go potty. Kind of do something other than just sit because your butt will hurt. Well, I know I don't have any firsthand experience with this. I am familiar with the concept of hypnotists. I mean, hypnotizing yourself, just staring at the same road for hours and hours can get monotonous and calming to the point where it will make you sleepy so Mm -hmm. not good i mean i'm familiar with it in the fact that when i'm in the car with someone eventually i will fall asleep but i think that's worse when you're driving it is definitely worse when you're driving (laughs) if it is too long of a drive to make all in one quick go find hotels if you know you're going to need to stop you can always pre-book them or if you're just trying to get as far as you can in one day until it's time to call it quits i've had some good luck picking hotels except depending on the time of year sometimes olympic trials are happening nearby (laughs) and that room's gonna cost you like 200 dollars a night because they only have the fancy suite left so um it's up to you if you if you know it's going to be a long trip like you're going cross country then yeah it's going to be easier to find places that you want to book along the way if you're trying to go just a you know a few states over and you're not sure you can usually find some good luck and worst case scenario it's going to be only for like 10 hours maybe that you're staying at this one place Mm -hmm. look for the ones that are well lit don't seem super sketchy and hope for the best. But if you're going on a long, long trip and you have, and you're going to be at whatever destination you are for a while, but you're going to have to make hotel stops along the way, make sure you're packing your car in a sensible way. Pack all your non-essential things into the car first. So those big luggage bags that you're not going to need until you make it to Chicago, leave those in the back. Just make sure that you have like a nice little overnight bag 
that you can grab to take into the hotel with you so you don't have to lug and like pack and unpack and repack your car. So the things you need to take into the room are easily grabbable. Yeah, I mean, luggages have so many different size options and most likely you have a few of them already on hand. So everything you'll need specifically for that destination can stay in the car and then everything you need just for an overnight in a hotel, like pajamas, change of clothes for the next day, all that stuff can be in an overnight bag that you can just bring in. The other side is that if you are bringing things that are valuable, like for instance, you're going somewhere to, I don't know, ski or you've got golf clubs or something like that in the trunk of your car. If you're staying someplace that's a little bit dodgy, bring it inside. Bring it inside. Don't leave it out in your trunk. Even though it's out of sight, you might as well bring it inside. Yes. Especially if it's something fancier, a really expensive camera or a laptop, bring that inside. It's small. It's going to be easier than like a whole giant checkable suitcase. Yeah. So it's kind of a pain in the ass, but the alternative is that maybe your car gets broken into and then wherever you're going, you don't have the thing that you need. So yeah, like your laptop for the big old work presentation that you're road tripping to. If you're road tripping for a work thing, your bosses suck. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was your choice because you didn't want to fly with everybody. I don't know. If you're road tripping and you're not quite sure what your food options are going to be besides potential junk food that you're going to get at convenience stores while you're getting gas or anything, uh, pack a small cooler. I mean, if you stop at a hotel, it's going to be really easy to fill up a baggie for your ice bucket and stick it in your cooler instead in the morning. So then you can have Mm -hmm. some better snack options or just a cooler in general just to have your snacks together or a bag. Make sure you have a, a water bottle or like I like using the tumbler cups because it's easier just to drink water while I'm driving and stay hydrated because that's still important. And of all of the snacks you can pack on a road trip, the very best one, and this is something that Melinda introduced to me probably 11 years ago. And ever since then, like literally every long car ride, we have this. And that is road trip sushi. Do you remember road trip sushi? It doesn't have to be road trip sushi specifically. It just worked out really good because I found Finding Nemo fruit snacks for Sarah before she left on her big move to California. And I'm like, look, you can have road trip sushi. And my mom thought it was the funniest thing she's ever heard. And now before she drives places, she looks for fish-shaped fruit snacks. Just get fruit snacks. Bonus points if they're like fish-shaped, but fruit snacks are awesome. Yeah, I think at one point we got dinosaur fruit snacks and we called them road trip steaks. Oh, okay. Fruit snacks are always a good choice. Just saying. (laughs) You're welcome. It's not like the greatest thing ever, but I thought it was pretty clever. Well, in our family, it is pretty big It's the shit. (laughs) Does your sister and her family do it? I don't know. I don't know if it ever carried over to them you need to introduce them to this but we'd have to find something fish shaped for the first inaugural road trip snack i mean you can always go goldfish but that's a little um boring yeah this is true get my little pony ones and it's road sh- road trip tacos <laughs> remember that or one also time? steaks or steaks when taco bell was accused of having horse meat in their burritos and whatnot i mean i think it was proven but it wasn't in the u.s it was in the uk yeah but it still makes me laugh <laughs> Uh, also, Sarah's final point on like how to road trip is I think we had Ghirardelli. Well, we stopped at Ghirardelli because we were in San Francisco and I don't think we got a milkshake. We just got like a really opulent sundae to split because it was huge. Mine was a milkshake. Maybe I just got the And sundae. I had my own. <laughs> um, but we did not eat. I think we had lunch and that was it. And then we got this huge sugar diabetes full... <laughs> dessert thing and said well let's get back in the car and head to la and that was a mistake that was probably like the most hilarious time i've had with sarah in a car because you were seeing birds flying around Mm -hmm. right the side of the freeway on fire and someone running near the car yep yeah she was having like a major sugar high and tripping balls big time like i don't have a full explanation for what was happening the only thing i could think of was that i had had an ungodly amount of sugar at the garage 
deli restaurant. Oh, and both of us had gotten up super early that morning because she had to fly from LA to San Francisco and I had to get up and pick her butt up at the airport. So we both had an early morning. It was a long day without a lot of real food and a shit ton of sugar. And it was hilarious. For the drive down, I was like, I am, I knew based on Melinda's reaction that there were no birds in the road, but I kept asking her like, don't you see those birds? What's going on with the birds? Is the road on fire? It was just like dark out too at this point. Yeah. I was just like, I know I should be calm because she's perfectly calm. Therefore, nothing is wrong. But why is this dude running alongside our car? on the freeway. It just made me feel like we were having our own little fear and loathing in Las Vegas moment. (laughs) Oh, I was a hot mess. I felt so sick. Yeah. So make good food choices. In retrospect, though, a milkshake's not going to do that. Like, sugar does not do that. It makes me think, like, I must have consumed something else because sugar doesn't make you hallucinate. Maybe it does to you. I don't think so. I have had sugar since then. Have you had that much? I think that's like the most sugar I've consumed in one sitting. I don't know, man, but it was it was quite the road trip and I cannot do Ghirardelli anymore. Like, I just can't. It makes me feel sick thinking about it. So instead of like drowning your uh, sorrows in a sugar-filled Ghirardelli dessert, things you might actually want to have with you would be things like water. Water is good. Drink lots of water. Uh, Good snacks that aren't messy and are going to be easy to munch on while driving because you still want to be vigilant of the road and what you're currently doing. Um, Have something easy that you can eat or something that you can easily eat at a rest stop without being too incredibly messy. And with that, you never know when there won't be soap or maybe toilet paper. So I am a big fan of having either wet wipes and hand sanitizer and a roll of toilet paper in my car. I like the idea of you going into the bathroom, sitting down, doing your business, looking over realizing there's no toilet paper and then going okay now how do i get out to the car i mean the wiggle drip can't solve everything (laughs) is that what we're calling it now it's the wiggle drip i uh i should never have introduced that to mike (laughs) oh god i always called it the shake your tail feather i like mine better i'm just saying it sounds (laughs) less dance move and a little bit more desperate But no, I mean, check, check your stalls before you go in so then you know what to bring in. Or I don't know if you went to Italy recently and you got those teeny tiny packs of um, toilet paper that they sell to you at train stations or whatever because you have to pee before you go in. Those are handy for other things or to bring around everywhere. Uh, or a pocket pack of tissue. Tissue, yeah. Um, don't make fun of the person that brings toilet paper when hiking or on road trips because they've been places. They know a thing or They two. know stuff. They've seen. <laughs> stuff okay wet wipes and or hand sanitizer along with that roll of toilet paper or pocket tissues it's just a good investment you never know what you're going to encounter in there another thing to consider packing is your imagine emergency travel kit the kind of thing that your dad gives you at graduation and you're like "Ugh, dad but no you need it were you gonna say imaginary or imagination kit emergency okay uh what should be in an emergency kit uh road flares your jumper cables first aid kit Sometimes they have that emergency blanket in it. Um, You know, just general car safety stuff. Uh, Not all cars have a spare tire in them. Not all rental cars have spare tires with them. And spare tires aren't meant to be used at high speeds. And they're only supposed to be for a short use. So this is a temporary fix until you can find civilization. You can't finish out your whole trip on a donut. No, you cannot. So just remember that. And if you have jumper cables, make sure you know how to use them because I'm pretty sure if you do it wrong you like completely kill the battery or you injure yourself a great deal a friend of mine in college who did not wait for me to use my AAA car she trusted two random dudes with jumper cables uh, which ultimately was fine just not for her because she was the dummy in the situation so they handed her the jumper cables they hooked one up to their battery and they said okay don't touch these clamps to each other oh no but she got bored and decided to play alligator bite alligator bite and then she clamped them onto each other and electrocuted herself i feel like this is something we learned from cartoons at an early age (laughs) 
Yes. Do not touch them together. Know how to use them properly. And if you're not sure, I'm pretty sure you can probably find YouTube videos on this. Yep, definitely. And along with that, if you have a spare tire, it only does as much good as the user. (laughs) If you don't know how to put a spare tire on, it's not going to do you much good. So make sure that that's something you figure out how to do before it's an emergency. Yes. Or just call AAA. Yes. I am a fan of calling AAA. Well, I mean, and then with jumper cables, just because you have them doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to use them. Depending on where you are and what has happened, there may not be another car. Or you may not want another car to stop and try and help you because that might be setting yourself up for something else. Something else. You know, kidnapping, murder, mayhem. Something else to have on hand is a little bit of cash because newsflash, toll bridges still happen. Or toll roads. There's still a thing. All kinds of tolls. Yeah, they're out there lurking for you for the unsuspecting driver that doesn't know the area that well. So either you'll get like a bill in the mail or you're going to have to pay it up front. Yeah, depending on the situation. Yes. Just be aware that, you know, you might not all of them take cards too or anything. So just have some cash with you. Um, If your emergency kit doesn't have a blanket, just toss one in your car. Mix for cozy naps, a pillow, any emergency situation that you might need to be in. You could be warm. Nobody wants to be cold and panicking. Be warm and panicking. (laughs) Oh, that makes everything better. (laughs) Makes it slightly better. Um, Make sure you have a cable for your phone and maybe a battery pack handy. I feel like these are like travel necessity 101s no matter how you're traveling have your phone cable and maybe a battery pack because just because you have the cable doesn't mean you have somewhere that you can plug it in and if you need to be calling AAA and your battery's low battery pack especially since one reason you might potentially be calling AAA is because you've locked yourself out of your car and in that case you can't just plug your phone in you know and one of the articles I was reading was telling you to bring a spare battery for your key fob just in case it dies and you can't get back into your car but a lot of them will still let you get back in and start the car if it's like proximity i don't know car technology is crazy and then mine still has like an actual key end because it's a key start so i can still get in my car regardless it's just i don't know that was kind of weird it's a chip that's in it like you can still get in and it's a chip that's in it that'll start the car so you should be okay i think it depends on the style because some i know if the battery dies in it and it's the kind without a key but you still have to push it in the little hole it's got to have some juice in it. Yeah, I don't know. Ask your dealer if you're not quite sure. All I know is that I still have a key end to my car key. So regardless, I'm going to be okay. Unless I like fuck up the whole key, then, <laughs> then we got problems. <laughs> uh, but probably lastly of things to have handy on you and bring on your road trip to be successful is your AAA card. Oh, you know what we should probably actually put with that too? Your driver's license and up-to-date car insurance. And your registration. And your registration, yeah. Just in case anything or everything happens you have all your ducks in a row uh p.s just because your state takes uh electronic insurance cars doesn't mean other states will so i would if you're in a state like washington where they'll accept electronic car insurance cards maybe make sure you have a printout in your car if you're going cross country just so there's no gray area or doubt print it out when in doubt print it out print it out (laughs) yes yeah but make sure everything's up to date and current your triple a card is still valid during your whole trip except i think they'll let you buy and renew when you call yeah anything else you can add to this i think that's pretty much it oh oh one thing is if you are traveling long distance and you don't have a map from triple a or a paper map of some sort if you use apps like Waze or google maps it will help you anticipate where the tolls are and in some cases go around them if possible so that's a good way to keep yourself from getting caught off guard by tolls yes Because some friends like Sarah never have cash. And some friends like me usually anticipates potentially needing cash. So unless you got that balance going on, yeah. Electronic maps are totally fine. They're good in addition to having a printed one, knowing where potties are. Because that's important. But yeah, hopefully this gets you a jump start on thoughts to make, things to pack when you're taking a road trip. I know there's 
probably a million more things we could talk about, but we just want to be the beginning step for you. Yeah, and hopefully with this information, you are now prepared to use some of those vacation days up that you might not have otherwise. Yes. Again, it doesn't have to be a long trip. Just go somewhere a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Go to the beach if you can. It's nice, especially on off season. Less crowded. Sometimes you go to the beach in the off season and get stupid good weather, which is like a little known secret. Yeah, just because it's the off season or the rainy season depending on where you're going, doesn't mean that it's just going to rain for a week straight. It can just mean, oh, we anticipate there being more rain. So you get an hour of rain a day and the rest of the day is just fine. Yeah. It's situational depending on your location. Better rates, still good things to do. You never know. Just use those vacation days. And there's less crowding, which, I mean, who doesn't love that? Right. Big fan. And who knows what gems you can find in the next town over. Maybe you find, like, the coolest antique shop or the best restaurant. Get out there and explore. Yeah, and a really fun road trip would be something like picking something you're interested in and then hitting a string of them on your way out of town. So you stop every however often and check something out like thrift stores or antique shops or old movie theaters something chances like that. are something that you're interested in someone might have already planned out a road trip to see a lot of it in your area so you don't even have to leave your state you can look up like haunted locations of washington and it'll give you a map of like a circle that you can basically make around the state and hit up like a bunch of little haunted different attractions if you're into that baseball stadiums or you know just pick something you're interested car in car museums yeah just yeah something that motivates you and then map out how you can hit a few of them or check the internet someone might have a neat idea of a trip already out there that they've done and they can tell you hey these are cool places to stop and eat at along the way while you're checking out all the historic baseball museums in this area sarah do you have a tip of the week for us i do and so as someone who does not drive and who is always the passenger while i did not always fully get into this idea uh as the co-pilot you've got some responsibilities and one of them might be controlling the radio one of them might be running in to grab snackage while the other person's pumping the gas um it's definitely pitching in for the gas it's definitely splitting costs just because you're the passenger does not mean that the other person is your chauffeur. So be a good co-pilot and uh, pitch in. Because your butt is lowering my gas mileage. <laughs> yeah, that's how we look at things. <laughs> Buy me snacks. I'm traveling and your butt's ruining my gas mileage. So yeah, be a good co-pilot. Support your captain. Uh, does that make you to kneel? Sure. But that means you have to wear a captain's hat from now on. Dude, next road trip we're taking, I'm totally going to have a captain's hat. <laughs> Buy your captain don't, a captain's don't hat. Don't even tempt me. Don't tempt me. We need to go on a road trip now. It's been a good while. Yes, it has. So, um, yeah, that's my tip. Just don't be a passenger. Be a participant in the road trip. Ooh, look at you. But then again, I fall asleep really easily in cars. So uh, wake me up when it's time for me to run and get you gas or get you snacks. <laughs> Yeah, just every now and again, I'm like, Sarah, wake up, throw a goldfish at my face. Snacks, muleys. Snacks. <laughs> Is that it for today? I think that's it. Join us next week for um, traveling with children? Maybe. Maybe. It's a mystery. <laughs> but yeah, join us again next week uh, if you have any other road trip facts fun hacks um tips anything that you have don't forget to send it our way we love hearing what you think your opinions on these things we're tired of junk mail because we get so much (laughs) well pinterest emails we do get a lot of pinterest emails i'm not mad about that (laughs) uh yeah but uh join us next week and remember it's an adventure so have some adventures use those vacation days and don't forget your road trip sushi exactly especially if it's nemo morbid i like it (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. 
Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!